Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Some of y'all wish y'all had that fiery furnace right now, don't you? Tired of that? You're tired of the cold already. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Tell you, when you serve the Lord, you're going to have an answer. Well, I can just stay right here for a minute and preach for a long time. Hey, whenever you serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I don't care what court you find yourself in, who you find yourself before, you're going to always have an answer. Come on, somebody. You're going to always have something inside that says, <laughs> I got an answer for that. Yeah. I, I know many times we've been like, I don't know what to do. I don't have, listen, you're going to always have an answer with the Lord. But they, they I, I'll move on. So they said, Nebuchadnezzar, we're, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Now, if you don't know what the matter is, the matter is this. The king has set up a, a golden idol. And he said, when the music starts playing, everybody is supposed to fall down and worship the idol that I have made. And everybody did except these three boys. And so uh, in this matter, our thoughts are this. If it be so, our God in whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not... Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden image that you have set up. And so I want to preach for just a few moments on this today. I feel like it's going to help somebody because we've got people in situations that you may not quite know what to do. Trust over deliverance. Yeah. I know we love deliverance, but believe me, you're going to find out that trust trumps deliverance every time. And I ain't convinced you yet. Maybe I will. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and praise you today. We thank you for your goodness and mercy, for your faithfulness to your people, for always being with us, for always giving us an answer, for making a way where it looks like there will be no way Today, let our hearts hear what the Spirit would say to the church. and Let us be encouraged, be strengthened today, O God. And we're going to give you praise and honor and glory. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful that God's going to give you an answer? God's going to give you an answer. Jesus' name, and you're already seated, praise God. See how convenient that was? Listen, I want you to look to your neighbor and tell them God is able. That's right, he's able. Now look at him and say, but he may not. So I don't know what you're talking about. What I'm telling you is this, is that God is able. There is no doubt about the God you serve is able. The Bible tells us that there is nothing impossible with God. 
the Lord asked the question in one place, is there anything too hard for the Lord? There's nothing that he can't do. He's never lost. He's never been defeated. He's, he's never stumped by any situation. He is the healer of all of our diseases. It's just simply nothing he can't handle. He can handle it all. So he, God's able. We love Ephesians 3 and 24. Now unto him who is able. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He, he's able. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I mean, it's just nothing that God won't or can't do. But listen, God is able. But sometimes what these guys are saying, he may not. But he's absolutely able. When Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, when they bring this answer to the king and tell them, you know, uh, we're not careful to answer you because of what's going on. We're, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to worship this idol. We're not going to do these things. And I want you to know, king, I'm not even going to mix words. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to try to veil this or give you a parable. I'm just going to tell you, God's able. He may not, but he's absolutely able. And what we need to remember sometimes is if when we trust God, you will never forget that he's able. If you can just get your eyes off the answer and on the one who gives the answer, you're going to never forget that he's able. Too many times we're so focused on the deliverance that we forget the deliverer. And, we, yeah, and when that happens, we forget sometimes that he's able. But when you just keep remembering who he is, and how good he's been to you. And how he helped you when you were helpless. When he loved you when you was unlovable. When he, when he made you worthy. When he washed you and cleansed you and filled you with his spirit. The, all the times he's provided and come through. When you start remembering him. You begin to realize that I'll take trust over deliverance every day. And this is where they made their stand. Because it came down to this. You're going to bow or you're going in the furnace. And they said, then we'll draw the line right here because we ain't bowing. The answer from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was prompted by this threat and, and questioning of their God by the king. And, and I promise you, we, we're going to get plenty of questions about our God in this world. Who is that God? And, and I, I didn't give you this, but just listen to what the king told them. He said, uh, if you won't worship, then you will be cast the same hour in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. But then he said, and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And that prompted the boys to say, uh, we got an answer for that. He's the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. He's the creator of all things. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He's the first and the last the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. He's my redeemer, my savior. Friend, he is the Holy One. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That, that's who he is. We need to start having an answer for those things that are threatening us because we won't bow. I'm going to tell you, there is no earthly king or kingdom that's going to determine my worship. I got a few people on my side. I said, there ain't no king. There ain't no president. There ain't no governor. There ain't no teacher. There ain't no boss. There ain't no friend. There ain't no loved one. There ain't nobody 
going to determine my worship to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Nobody's going to tell me to hush it, quiet down, back it up, lock it up, put it up. Uh, oh no, I'm not going to be careful to answer. I'm not talking about being ag- arrogant, but I'm talking about being bold in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I'm not going to be careful to answer them when they say, hush it up, keep quiet, back down, back up. Uh-uh. No earthly king, no earthly kingdom, no worldly ways is going to determine my worship. And they will not determine what will be well for me or determine my demise. For there is still no weapon formed against me that will prosper. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. You see, when I start thinking about the one who's got the answer, when I start thinking about the one who is the healer or the deliverer or the savior, I remember he's able. And I got an answer for you. It's God who orders our steps. It's the eyes of the Lord that are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. He knows the way that I take. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. His rod and staff comforts me. And even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He's going to lead me, guide me, feed me, protect me. God's a keeper. The name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run into and be safe. Come on, somebody. All power in heaven and earth is in the name of Jesus. I'm glad he's my Savior. Come on, somebody. I'm glad he's my Savior. But the world wants you to believe that they have all the control and all the power. And that's what that king wanted these guys to think. The king wanted them to believe it was in his power to make it well or to destroy them. Because he told me, he said, you can either worship and everything will be fine, or you cannot worship and I'm going to end your life. He, he's trying to make it sound like the only hope of deliverance you have either way comes from me. And they said, oh no, we got an answer for that. But you know, that's, I'm glad that we have a, a Savior. The scripture says that, that we have a, a Savior, uh, this King, our Lord, and uh, this high priest, and he is uh, he, he's been through it. He's, he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He, he's experienced the things we've gone through. Because when he stood right at the, that very crucial hour before he went to the cross, he stood before Pilate, and Pilate said the same thing. Tried to make him believe, I, I can set you free or I can condemn you. It's, it's in my hand. And he tried to get Jesus to answer the way he wanted him to answer you. John 19, 10, and 11. Pilate said to Jesus... He said, you're not going to talk to me? Don't you know I have power to crucify you and I also have power to release? But the Lord said this. He said, I got an answer. You could have no power at all against me except it were given to you from above. He said, you ain't got no power over me unless God give it to you. And you can tell this world today, you ain't got no power over me over my family, over my life, over the things that are going on, unless God gave it to you. Hey, and if God gave it to you, just hang on, because you and Job in the same boat. Yeah, but Job held on to that integrity, because he wasn't talking about the, he knew that the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he had enough uh, integrity that he could say in the middle of his trouble, though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. He said, I'll take trust in God over deliverance every time. His wife told him when he was sick and sitting in those ashes, 
Hey, are you still holding on to your integrity? You've lost everything. You, 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 man, and you look bad too now. You got sores all over your body. You ain't the guy I married. You know, you, so uh, once you curse God and die, and I can get remarried. <laughs> I mean, she, she said, here's, here's a way out, Job. Just curse God and die. And that'll end everything. But, the Lord, but Job said, are we going to receive uh, good at the hand of the Lord and not expect evil things to happen in this life? Listen, I came in this world with nothing and I'll go out with nothing, but blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. He, Job was always trusting God. He wasn't looking for a way out. He wasn't just looking for deliverance. He was looking at the deliverer. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today that I know you're facing things and you're like, I'm not sure what I should do. I'll tell you what you should do. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Trust God. Man, quit, quit monkeying around with it. You're going to make it worse. Quit trying to fix it your way. You're going to make it worse. Let God come through. Just let God be God. Come on, somebody. Let the Lord be the Lord. Let him do what he's good at. He's the master of it all. He's the healer, the deliverer, the savior, the provider. Man, there's nothing that he can't do. And if we'll trust him, you're going to start seeing there's very little he won't do. God will come through. Our trust is in God. This trust we have in God, you know, I don't know why we think, well, God's so big and powerful that everything about serving him has got to be complicated. Trust in God is very simple. Just let him do it. You know how easy it is to walk on water? Step out of the boat. If the Lord, if, if you was out on the lake fishing down at Lake Oconee, because he wouldn't go like the Jackson Lake, or anyway, that's a dirty lake. But if he was out on Lake Oconee, and the Lord really, if this really happened, the Lord, you looked at, that's the Lord on the water. And he said, you want to come out here? Come on. All you would have to do is step out of the boat. Because that's all Peter did. You mean I don't have to drink a bottle of oil or I don't have to fast for a week yet or I don't have to spin around three times rolling the floor or, or dance or shit? No, he just, just come on. Just trust me. Oh, that's so simple, Lord. It, that can't be right. Why? Why can't it just be as simple as saying, I trust God? Everything else is like that. We, we, I trust the government. <laughs> that's why hey that's why some of them are I, I, I trust you know the vote I trust Congress I trust I would, they just go they just go right along with anything so easily but why is it like uh uh-uh, God that can't be that easy the door's open Go. Go. You know, Peter, he, they, the Lord, he was locked up, shackled up between guards, and uh, the angel of the Lord come in, knocked his chains off, and had to, just, hey, man, get up and go. He thought it was a dream. What's going on? Hey, every door I'm walking, it's just open. 
He didn't have to file the prison bars. He didn't have to have nobody send him a cake with a file in it. He didn't have to you know, just have people praying on one end of town, God answering prayers, and then the doors opened up. Hey, Peter, you can leave. What about these guards? What about them? They snore and they knocked out. They, they, they can't go. Your chains are off. The doors are open. Go. People at the house praying. Hey, it's me. It's Peter. I said the woman got so happy that she just run. She didn't even open the door. She just run back and told everybody else. Peter's out there. You're crazy. No, I'm telling you. Whether it's his spirit. How come it can't be him? You was praying for him. Yeah, because they, they think there's no way he can be delivered. So they, they forget that they're praying to the deliverer. They forget who they're talking to. And you just got to trust God sometimes and realize that what you ask for, he'll give it if you ask without doubting. Why did he say ask and it'll be given? Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open. No secret password. Just believe in him. Trust him. Oh, I got to be delivered. We get so focused on deliverance, we forget about God. We forget to trust him. We just, it's got to happen. And, and, and I get it. That's human nature. Man, we want out of stuff. Oh, get me out of here. Whatever it takes. I can't take this no more. I can't take much more of this. But let me tell you, you can take the heat when you trust God. Them boys didn't have to go nowhere. And listen, I trust him today, and we need to trust him just simply because he's God. Just trust him because he's God. My trust is not predicated upon my deliverance. You know, when, when he told uh, Moses, they was at the banks of the Red Sea, the Red Sea's still closed. But everybody's screaming about the army that's coming down on them. Forget about the ten signs and wonders and miracles that God just performed to get you out of there. Forget that he's this big pillar of fire, this, a wall of fires between you and the enemy, and the, you know God's just been taking care of you all this way. Now all of a sudden you hear chariots and you think it's the end because all I see is a big thing of water. And so the Lord's had to say, well, if you'll stand still a minute, quit trying to run back, figure out what you're going to do, you'll see what I'll do. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And, and so uh, he, he was trying to tell them, if you'll just trust me, you'll see what I'll do. And so that's where we find Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you'll just trust God, you'll see what I'll do. And I'm telling you today, if you'll just trust him, you'll see what God will do. Deliverance, though, such a, that's a big motivational factor. We know God's a deliverer. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they heard all these stories. We've read all these stories. We've experienced what God can do. And, and so, but if we're not careful, though, we, we exchange, we, we, we do this exchange program. We, we start confusing trust with expecting deliverance. Well, my expectation is in God, but I just trust Him. You know, when we pray for the sick, I trust Him. When we pray for situations, I just trust Him. And, and it's not like, Lord, if you don't deliver, you ain't God. No, it's never that because he's the deliverer. But if deliverance is our focus, then we end up taking the wheel. We, we, I'm going to work this out, but 
because it's just, it's just I got to be set free. You don't know what God's doing. You might just miss out on something good by jumping ship because the Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love God and that are called, be called according to his purpose. And so how many good things have we missed out on because whatever we were in, we said, I can't take this. And we left, we fled. But in Hebrews, you, you'll read that they were those that were, they were even tortured and it said they would not accept deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. They knew, hey, trusting God's better than being delivered. Because I'm sure while they had them at the, about to throw them in the lion's den or, or pull them apart with horses or whatever they were fixing to do to them, they were like, now if you'll just say you don't love the Lord, we'll let you out of here. No way, buddy. It ain't happening. And, it, and a lot of times the scripture says in Hebrews 11 that they stopped the mouth of lions. Yep. They yep. quenched the violence of the sword. It, yep. things, God came through time and time and time again. That's why we have a great crowd of witnesses that trusted God. And if we'll trust God, we're going to get in that great cloud of witnesses. That's what we're going to see. It won't just be a story anymore. Listen, we should choose trust of deliverance every time because when our foundation is trust, you know, then you don't get caught up in this God owes you something kind of thing. No, I just trust the Lord. God don't owe me nothing. He has already done so much for me. And so I don't want to ever be like, God, you owe me. Look, trust in God, that becomes your lifestyle. Peter said this. Peter was a man who had to learn to trust God. Because Peter had, he had, he had a lot of issues. Peter was a real guy. Just impatient, quick to fly off at the mouth, cut people's ears off. I mean, he was just everywhere, all over the board. But Peter learned some things along the way, and he said this, 1 Peter 4, 19. He said, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. You've got to believe that he's faithful and just let him have everything that goes with your life. Now, I don't quote read from here much, but the Message Bible puts this scripture like this. It says, so if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride. Trust him. He knows what he's doing, and he'll keep on doing it. Trust him over everything else. And those three, hey, listen, them three guys, they knew. They need, if, hey, if we're not going to burn up, God's going to have to do something. God's, some, God's going to have to step in because we ain't bowing. So we know we need deliverance, and they believed that God was able even though he may not. And so we've got to get that sometimes. Maybe God won't do it the way I think he should. I'm sure they would have probably have rathered not went into the fire because until they stand up and realize we ain't burning alive, it was probably pretty terrifying. They still trusted God, but hey, fire is fire. It's hot. It burns. It kills. And so the ultimate deliverance from the king was still going to come. Whatever they did. Now, again, another passage from the Message Bible that we read at the beginning. It says, Shadmat, Reshach, and Abednego, they answered the king Nebuchadnezzar, and they said, your threats mean nothing to us. 
If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship this golden statue that you set up. Even if he doesn't. Their trust was not dependent on deliverance. They simply trusted their God. And trust in God. Listen, listen to this. Trust in God will keep you. It'll keep you from letting go, walking away, throwing in the towel, compromising your beliefs. Trust in God will keep you right where you need to be. Listen, when, here's what I learned from their story. When you trust God, even when you feel like time is running out, you're going to be okay. When you trust God, it'll let you feel the heat and you still won't waver. When you trust God, it'll keep you when everybody else falls. And when you trust God, you can walk in the midst of the fire unconcerned about exiting because he's with you. They fell down bound. They got up loose. You would think, I'm getting out of this fire. They just walked around in it. Walked around with the fourth man. You think, get out of the fire. Why? Because God can keep you in the middle of the fire. God can keep you in the middle of the trial or the test or whatever you're going through. God, just trust him. Hey, Paul and Silas preaching, get punched, beat, whipped, kicked, thrown in prison, bound up, start singing praises to God, chains fall off, foundation shake, doors fly open. They didn't go nowhere. You know they're going to kill y'all tomorrow probably. Let's go. Nah. I ain't got to go nowhere. Because God did this and God's with us here and they hey they stayed that, that jailer was going to kill himself he thought prisoners left they'll kill me so I'll just I'm going to go ahead and kill. hey don't hurt yourself we're still here why because we trust God why are you not running why are you not getting away why? because God's got you know why if they'd have run off and left that guy would have killed himself if they'd have run off and left see what happened is that guy now he comes in what do I got to do to be saved it was their incarceration that helped bring about his salvation. You just don't never know what God's going to work out through your mess, whatever you're going through. But if you bail out, trust God. God's going to come through. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Perfect peace. Well, when do I need peace? I need it all the time. But I need it when I get a bad report from the doctor. I need it when they tell me I'm losing my job. I need it when my house burns down. I need it when a loved one uh, has walked away. I, I need peace. But when your mind's on him and you're trusting God, you're going to have that peace. Ephesians 2 and 14 says, He is our peace. Not his deliverance is my peace. Not his provision is my peace. He is my peace. Christ is our peace and we trust him. Our trust is in not what we want, but our trust is in him. Not in deliverance, but the deliverer. Not in healing, but the healer. Our trust is in God. Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord 
with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. Now, the first commandment tells us that we should love the Lord with all our heart. Our love for Him and our trust must be one. You can't say, I love God, and then don't trust Him. And you can't say, I trust God, but you don't love Him. So it's got to be one. Well, preacher, will it happen? Will God come through? I, hey, I don't know what God might do. Here's what I do know, and this is how trust works because I believe His Word. Proverbs 37, 3 through 5 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. What kind of benefits am I going to get for that? So shall you dwell in the land. That means you're alive and not dead. And verily you're going to be fed. You'll have a place to live and you'll be fed. He said, Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Trust works. When you trust God, it works. You don't have to surrender. You don't have to give up. You don't have to make a deal with the enemy. Friend, you don't have to fall down and, and worship to spare your life. God will come through every time. That's the God you serve. Now, we mentioned it earlier, but we know about all things working for our good. So trust him because of who he is, not for what he does. Trust him. And you can come on to the music. I'm going to be through here in just a minute. Get y'all ready. A great scripture, just because of some little deciphering in it. Proverbs 29 and 25. And in this day and hour, fear is trying to rule and ruin your life. But trusting God will help you with that. Proverbs 29 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare. Now, a snare is a trap. And the thing about a snare is it's a trap that's often not seen. It catches them quick. That's it's, it's why it's, it's good. Snares work real well because uh, it's usually in a place where an animal is walking often and he's not ready for it. He's walked this trail before. Nothing happened. And, but now there's a snare there. So he's just going along. Gotcha. Where did that get? And that's what happens when you become afraid. Because when you start fearing and being so afraid and, and, and not relying on God, it says that, that fear can become a snare. It'll, it'll trap you. And you know what happens to most of them animals that get snared? They die. I don't want to be merchandise for the enemy. The fear of a man brings a snare. But whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Now, the word safe right there, translated, means to be or to make inaccessible. If, if, if a room is inaccessible, you can't go in it. You know, if a website's inaccessible, you can't go on it. When it's inaccessible, there means there's no access. And this is what he's saying, that when you trust God... You are inaccessible to those things. Fear will come, but it cannot snare you. Because the psalmist said, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. 
He didn't say fear wouldn't come. Just, just like he said, no weapon formed against us will prosper. He didn't say the weapons wouldn't come. They just won't prosper. And so fear can come, but it does not have access to your mind, to your heart, to your walk, to your emotion. You know, that's why you see people that are like, man, they just got it all together. No, they don't. They just trust God. They're a total wreck, but they trust God. How are you still standing? Does that not bother? Sometimes they think people that trust God don't have any emotions because they're not just wigging out. Why aren't you running around screaming and flipping out? And what good would that do? How about I'm just trusting God? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's that simple. I'm trusting God. It, it doesn't mean I, I have never been afraid or that I still don't get afraid, but I trust God. Psalm 56, 7. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. That fear is not going to have access to me. People don't act right. They don't act rationally. They're afraid. They make poor choices, bad decisions. I don't want that fear to have access to me. In Psalm 112 and 7, it said, He, those that trust the Lord, they will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. And then Isaiah 12 and 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength he is my song he has also become my salvation all the things that God will come to when you trust in him and you can stand with me I'm trying to help you today because I know I know in the natural because I'm your pastor and I've talked with you and prayed about things. I know that you've got things that are uncertain. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how this is going to work out. I get it. I have one answer for you today. Trust God. Pastor, is that easy? Trust God. He's done it before. You've seen him do it for others. Respect your persons, he'll do it for you too. God will come through. Finally, Isaiah 26 and 4. There will never be a time to not trust him. Trust you in the Lord forever. How long? So that means uh, tomorrow, next week, during midterms, job reviews. Doctor appointments, yeah, foreclosures, pink slips, car wrecks. I can go on and on. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is not temporary strength, but everlasting strength. When you trust God, you'll be strong enough. You'll be just like those three Hebrew boys that could stand right at the mouth. That the furnace was heated up so hot that it, it, it even killed the guys that took them to the edge of the furnace. That's how hot it was. 
You ever heard that, that phrase, well, if you take the heat, get out of the kitchen? Well, you can take the heat when you trust God because it didn't burn them. It said there was no smell of smoke passed on them. They, the hair didn't singe. Nothing happened to them. And they walked around in that fire until the enemy finally said, I can't do nothing else to him. Come on out of there. <laughs> Ain't gonna just, it, I, I'm looking more and more stupid the longer they stay in there. So, hey, y'all come out of there. And then he promoted them. You never know what might just happen if you'll just trust God. How God, oh, God's got blessings waiting on the other side of the furnace. But you got to trust God to get there. Just on the other side of the furnace, there's a promotion. Joseph found out just on the other side of the prison, there's a promotion. Daniel found out just on the other side of this den of lions, there's a promotion. Yep, and Israel found out just on the other side of this river, there's a promised land. Friend, there's things waiting for you and for me if we'll just trust the Lord. So while she's playing this morning, I want to open the altar and give you a chance to come and pray. And if you've been going through something today, today is your day to come and bring an answer to the altar. Come down to this altar with an answer. I'm going to trust God. Tell your disease, tell your trouble, tell your trial, I'm going to trust God. Let God be your deliverer today.